If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Uh, we need to discuss something. Yeah. We just got back from uh, Ben Greenfield hanging out up in Spokane, Washington. And before we left, a couple things that we did. Um, we got uh, overwhelmed by the assessments. We had no idea that we were going to get this much feedback. So we are buried. We opened the floodgates. We did. So we were buried in assessments. We had no idea the response we get. We've been chipping away as much as possible. So if you're somebody who did it and you're like, I did it on the first day. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get them ordered that way. The way they come in and flooded, they were just been ripping them off and trying to get to as many people as possible. So we apologize for those of you that uh, haven't heard back from us. We are personally trying to either reach out to you through via email, text message, or a phone call and get to as many people as we possibly can. And then the other thing was uh, we did this little promo right before we left uh, that if you have never got involved in any of our programs and you wanted to buy the bundle, the RGB bundle, which includes the MAPS Red, uh, uh, MAPS Anabolic, the MAPS Green, MAPS Performance, MAPS Black, Maps Aesthetic, which is nine months of programming, so it basically takes you through nine months of training, is if you were to purchase that and get the forum for half off, so when you buy that, a little thing pops up, gives you an option for half off on the forum. If you were to purchase all of that, uh, first time ever we've done this, that we've been uh, giving away Maps White with that. So you'll get Maps anywhere for free. Yes, and we were going to run that for just uh, the first 50, and what happened was we all took off on vacation, and, uh, and during that time, we uh, went well over the 50 mark, and so we feel bad about just cutting it off right now. Mm. So I think we're going to extend it all the way through the month. Just say fuck through it. Through the entire month idea. of September. Yeah. yeah. So you get maps anywhere for free. All you got to do is enroll in the RGB bundle with the forum, which is already half off. So you get nine months of exercise programming plus maps anywhere, which is showing you how to work out without equipment. Yeah. Excellent for awesome, travel. Buddy. Excellent to mix up your routine. Um, in reality, you've got yourself uh, more than nine months. You've got something oh, like 12 months worth of... Well, uh, yeah, and that's not including all the busy. mods. Name all the mods that come with that. So, if Sexy you, athlete mod, yeah. right? There's the... Butt uh, builder. Butt yeah. builder mod. Yeah. Uh, what else Stick mobility is in there in the map, in Maps Green. So Maps Performance has stick mobility mod. And then Maps Anywhere also has a suspension training mod. So that's that was thrown in there as well. There you go. Mindpumpmedia.com. It's the RGB bundle. And you get maps anywhere for free. Don't forget, you have to enroll in the forum as well. Mindpumpmedia.com. Can I ask you guys your honest opinion? Very punchy. Because yeah, I, and I don't want you guys to be nice to me. Just be straight up honest. Can't can't we lie a little? Are you no. wearing, are you wearing your Lulu shorts over there? What do you got going on over there? Are those are your Nikes. Wow. Oh no, you you can't see from there. So no, I can't see. So these are regular <laughs> Under Armour shorts. No, okay. But underneath. I got on my uh, those, under those, the Under Armour. I got the Lululemon freaking what uh, are those what are those uh, called? You sneaky They're sport boxers or whatever. Yeah, can uh, I tell you underwear? what? Can I tell you how much I don't like them? Oh, you don't like them? No, my legs falling asleep. The shit, it ties everything off. <laughs> you know, it's because you got the compression ones. How did you feel when you you put them on? Did you feel okay? I haven't worn them yet. Really? They remind me of a slip. You know, the where you put your um, uh, uh, cup. You put your cup in. I, I never think, wore. Oh a cup. yeah, you don't know that. I think I, I, never, I, think, <laughs> I, I never wore a cup. I think I got the wrong ones too. Why? I, I you put, you're wearing them backwards. The pouch no, goes they, in the front. They looked really. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. You just so this happened, this happened to me on Thursday. So I'm teaching class, and um, 
I'm like maybe like an hour in or so, and I'm like, God, I just can't stop itching my crotch and grabbing my, oh, no. like readjusting my underwear, and it's driving me crazy. It's crabs. And uh, oh man, you know when I I drink Been a lot there, I drink a lot of water when I'm teaching, and you know, so I constantly like I get these little two minute breaks. I can run in the bathroom, quick pee, and come back. And I've, I've already done this like five or six times, and every time I go in there, I'm like totally readjusting and coming back, and so I don't want to be like readjusting my cock in class like all the time right so <laughs> just, it's just, just embarrassing manhandling yourself well and, I mean, and you and could like, get more people and i'm going it. like what did, what did i do like why am i so itchy this morning and you know is it this underwear that i put on and i'm like so i, I go in the bathroom about <laughs> the, to wipe about the fifth time and i realize my underwear is on backwards <laughs> and i can't remember you actually the, put your underwear on backwards. i put oh, my wow. underwear so on. did you get a wedgie in the back and uh, the front was just all, didn't, you got, you, they call it a melvin I there's think. a reason why you put them on the right way it definitely there's a reason they designed them so that things sit where they're supposed to well yeah. next yeah. time if you have to grab your crotch a lot what i do is make sure i make like michael jackson noises every time i do that so people think it's a thing yeah yeah, yeah it's nothing <laughs> creepy. yeah i'm like I, would, I wouldn't be like that's creepy yeah. at all no no here's the opinion i was gonna ask you the 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 beard the the bottom part let it go that? you see it look at that mm. yeah i felt um Pi- I, I, felt, piratey. I felt cool with it while I, as i was traveling through oregon Mm. You fit right in. Yeah. You so or, can I tell you guys something right now? No. I want to live in Oregon. Oh God! <laughs> it's, this is the first time you've traveled. Can I dude. just? Calm can down. I just? Can I just let yeah. our audience? I've, I've, let us our audience no, no, know something. No, no. Let me. Let me. Hold let on. Our, let you've it, been to. You've been to Portland a million times. Okay. You even told me. Go yeah. in the winter. Let me. Let me tell the audience something <laughs> it's that I've raining learned, forever. Learned about Sal. Oh, wait I've, a minute, I've met him here. He is, uh, and he admitted he admitted this when we first all met that he's kind of a um, what do you call that a uh, hypochondriac where you think what every time you get sick you like I have cancer right you know uh, he's he's like right. super I'm gonna say, I'm, how are you gonna connect that he, so, I'm gonna show you you <laughs> you're the extreme about everything I've learned when you get something new you've learned something new you get Next so he's a bull rider so passionate and excited about it like you you ride it to death and then it fizzles out and then you're on to the next thing that you you're passionate about and you ride to death and you fizzle out even to like your road trip like you were so excited about this road trip and it makes sense because you've never done one before and i kept thinking i was telling the boys as we were flying home on our two-hour flight and you had to drive for 14 hours i said you know he was so excited <laughs> to do this road trip to get up to us but you know he explained that this was his first road trip i said well someone who's been on a lot of road trips you know you realize after you've been on a few of them that it's so exciting and fun on the way out because it's a new adventure and you're with your buddies or your girl and it's just like, oh, what are we going to explore? And it's this. Yeah. And then after day a seven or ten. Yeah, exactly. You're singing that together. Then you go like, yeah. dude, I just want to be Oregon. home. I just want to sleep in my bed. I can't wait. To get, and then you think to yourself, fuck, I got 14 hours of road ahead of it's me. not drive. even raining at all. So I'm not talking about the driving part. I'm talking about the actual destinations uh, that I was in. I, Doesn't went matter. Bend. You, I went to you, Bend and I went to Portland. And you experienced and let something me explain, new. Let me tell you about Oregon. Okay. Oregon is full it's of- It's owned by Nike. It's full of mountain hippies. Yeah, I love mountain hippies. <laughs> mountain hippies. I, that's the name I came up with. So you I just go to, to Santa Cruz, man. Try, we got plenty of those. No, those are beach hippies. It's different. No, no, no. Yeah, and they're no, just lazy. No, no. I'm it's a big mountain. difference between <laughs> between those hippies. Let me, let and the me, ones let that me educate you. There's yeah. a whole. There's a split between the mountain people and then the beach people. Is I don't like, like the beach people. There's the, there's no, mountain no, no, hippies no. there. They're too. not my people. Uh-uh. Yeah, so a lot of lot of uh, really friendly people, and then you know they got the legal weed over there, which is kind of interesting. Going into those stores. So I don't remember much after that, but anyway, right? Yeah, it was a good. It was a. It was a. It's a great state. 
I love Portland, and Bend is a pretty awesome it's place, a, too. It's all great and gravy right now because it was new for you, and you traveled probably on the best week of the year you could have traveled up there. Because of the between, weather? Between 70 and 85 degrees and sunshine. It was fucking gorgeous. because all the girls had nose rings. All the, Isn't it? A lot of them had nose rings. Yeah, they that, did. that's like your thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Piercings. Yeah. Yeah, piercings. It's you now know I'm gonna get pictures of like <laughs> crazy Everybody's fucking piercing. Living That's in California, I think Doug, I think Doug mentioned it on the trip. You know, we live we live a, we live in an area in the Bay Area that we see, you know, three hundred days out of the year we have sunshine. That's that's crazy. It is. It's nice. They're like the opposite. But, you might get 60 days of fucking but, sunshine. But let's be honest now. We live in San Jose, right? San Jose is uh, one of the, it's probably the largest city um, in the Bay Area, the heart of Silicon Valley. San Jose is ugly. It is. The, the city of San Jose is just like I'm just look around. It's like brown hills. It's just it's just ugly. It's just not yeah, a good looking. Yeah, but to city. me, but you meet you can make a lot of money here, obviously, because that's yeah, why everything's so fucking. And, and then I feel like you know, 15 minutes away, you have Saratoga. 30, 30 minutes away, you have Santa Cruz. 45 minutes away, you actually have the beach. You yeah, know, but you're you you're saying anywhere. these priorities. That's without traffic. You're talking about the you know how you can and also try to buy a freaking place in those places you just named. Well, there's a reason for that. You know that because yeah, it's yeah. fucking better, bro. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's better. fucking yeah. the. It typically works that way. The better shit is, the more expensive yeah, it is. It's true. It's <laughs> true. The cheaper it is. It's true. Which should be a quite like I'm not moving to Oregon. Everybody calling like, down. Right I'm away, just saying it's a. Sounds nice like, place. dude, this place yeah. is only two hundred thousand yeah, dollars. This would be one point five million. And right away, you get excited like I'm going to buy it. And I think my, the, my skeptical ass goes like, well, I wonder why it's so cheap. Yeah. Why does nobody want to oh, that's, live? Why that's does what, nobody want to that's live? What, that's when we were in Spokane. Yeah. No, I'm not going to live in Spokane. Yeah. Definitely not. Spokompton. That's what they call it. Why were they calling it, it that? It took us a while to figure Number, what'd you like say? Four, like three. Top, top three in, in crime. Apparently, they have a high crime rate. Uh, I didn't see any of it, man. It looked nice from where we were. Obviously, no, yeah, I don't know. We're also uh, three and a half big dudes that are walking around Spokane. <laughs> Wait, you, I just got that three and a half. <laughs> I just got and that. a baby and a yeah. three three men and a baby. Yeah, three men and a baby. He's a baby. Oh my god, that <laughs> needs. To, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm making no, a meme. Put nobody, him in a diaper. Nobody's probably fucking with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think that's. I mean, we got Doug walking around in his terrorist outfit. You I know, know. <laughs> with his with his fucking get up. Right. Oh, oh my that's god. my favorite part. Doug so got Doug, Doug got this. Like front pack or something that yeah. he can carry all He's got of like his dynamite, like all of his recording yeah. information. Oh, excuse me, all of his recording, uh, you know, devices gear. and gear. Yeah, all the batteries, and the receivers, like wires and, and shit sticking out of him. I mean, he looks like a robot walking yeah. around. With well, this it thing. looks like he's carrying a bomb, like a vest. You yeah, know, it's a yeah. vest that goes on him and it carries all the stuff. He's so. in like the next Die Hard movie. Yeah. I told him I, I think it's mandatory going forward that he wears his producer shirt while he does it. Otherwise, it does look very skeptical. Yeah. I agree. But if he's got the big white producer, some people will like, oh, ease okay. people a little bit. Yeah, I, I think we're okay if Doug wears that shit. Now, if I wear that shit, I don't want to give terrorists you know an idea. Yeah. That was All of a sudden, terrorists are wearing producer shirts. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch, we gave him that idea. Weren't yeah. you guys commenting that you found that the uh, that there were a lot of attractive uh, women in Washington? Okay, that, that I was surprised. I was surprised that, that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That we we were in a it, uh, a very nice hotel. I think we I think we were put up in the nicest hotel in Spokane. Do you remember the name of it? What was the name of it, Douglas? Do you remember Dav- Tower Tower? Yeah, Tower. God, I'm so proud of you. Dav- remember all the names. Tower. Dav- I liked it. It was a great hotel. Wonderful service. Great people. Very awesome fit. food. Holy shit! The decor. Not that it was bad. It just oh, was weird. Here you go again. It was weird, man. It's safari decor. We're in Spokane, and there's like. 
a stuffed cheetah. Yeah, but it was like and like a big buffalo head. That's why it was cool. It was class classy though. It wasn't like you know some weird cheesy thing. That no, it was like some carnival. They were real. They looked yeah. real as fuck. They were. It was nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because you're not into so He's obviously, I think if you have been on a safari, maybe it would be cooler actually. To, 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 if I've been on a safari. Yeah, if you'd been on a safari, maybe you'd appreciate it more. I don't know. You know what it felt like to me? It felt like I was at the <laughs> Rainforest Cafe in Disneyland or whatever. You know no, what I mean? No, it's done nah, way it more nicer than that. Come on. Like that. Yeah, we had like beautiful time. Yeah, no, the stonework o- also. Ostrich yeah. leather yeah. seats, yeah, fucking yeah. tiger print in the in the yeah. elevator. Like yeah. It felt more like a high-end strip club to me. That's, That's a, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I felt yeah, like that. Yeah, Very high-end. Very high-end. Very high-end. See? Felt like home. He's out classy. That's why all the hot chicks were there. I mean, two and two together. And apparently it's like it was like the hot place to be because around around uh, what is that happy hour it would get packed. Yeah, so if you're from near the area or you travel through there, uh, Davin Towers uh, is Davenport. D- Davenport Towers. <laughs> Davenport Towers. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry, Davenport Towers. Uh, that is a place Devin to physique towers to stop, stop. at, and it's got to, it's cracking, man. Great food too. Let me tell you the the ribs. The uh, the ribeye was amazing. The burger they had. What mm. else did you guys have that was really good there? I had good. The salmon was really good. You had salmon Guinness, was, uh, and I'm proud of you. Yeah. And I drank a Guinness. I have finally found an alcoholic beverage. I that almost I wanted to give you a hug. What? So almost. Fuck. Yeah. Damn it. I like uh, I like Guinness. That's the only on tap. That's oh, the only once again, you're on the, you're on this nitrous infused kick right now because you've you've experienced it. You've, it feels actually, frothy on your mouth. Actually, you know, it's, like, it's not frothy. It's smooth and creamy. Speaking of which, uh, Oregon has, or at least the places I went to, has cold brew nitro coffee on tap. Yeah, that's the cool. Starbucks. That, that's amazing. Oh my god, that's delicious. I'm looking forward to it. So good. What, can we look that up and find out which ones? We're the Bay Area. We have to have some of that. Yeah, because I asked the guy in Campbell, and he said that they were like installing it. Doug, can so we get on that? I just haven't. Can we get yeah, this? Yeah. Is very important. Let's to find that. Stop Let's doing, make a map. Stop well, doing producer shit. Find feel, this nitro. I coffee. feel like this is important, and I'm going to put this out on it because we brought up. We talked to Frankie Chimera, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's his last name, but Frankie from Chimera. No, I like calling him Frankie. <laughs> okay. Now it's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's think, one of the CEOs or whatever. Really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we were going back and forth, sending nude pictures to each other. And we, I told him, I said, "Hey, you know what we should do? We should do this, the nitrous infused Chimera coffee and." It's in our new location. In our new spot. And I think it would be pretty cool to be uh, the first ones to do that over here. And I don't think, I think the setup probably be, I don't know, maybe a couple grand for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what we're trying to do is we're trying to tell Frankie that it'll be great for the business because we'll promote it. But in reality, we just want to drink the yeah, We, we just, just want to drink want that cold on, brew. On top of the hot ni- coffee. Yeah. Nitro. Yeah. Uh, Camara coffee. That's it, what I want. If we do it every day, I, I think we've we've uh, talked about the pot because we, we we were getting into a storefront. We had no intentions of doing this, but we were. Uh, in fact, today, you know, we can all celebrate. So virtual high five, everybody. Mm. Today we yeah. Today we break ground. So it's a celebration, bitches. That's right. The Mind Pump Academy it's a celebration. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and call it that until we give it an official name. What the what? Mind Pump Academy. Why? I don't know. Oh. It just sounds like it should be that. I thought it was Mind Pump Media. headquarters. No, okay, that's what our umbrella company is. I want to name our facility something else. For now, we're going to call it that until Doug names it something right. official. Okay. So the Mind Pump Academy is is being built. Why don't we call it Wheelhouse? Wheelhouse? Yeah. Why? Because you always say that. Wheel. This is in my wheelhouse? Yeah. So you just be like, this is my wheelhouse. That's so dumb. The Mind Pump Wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he picks up on all my lexicon here. Yeah. There's only four words. We'll definitely have a library. <laughs> you fucking did. I mean, we're going to have a whole row of library it's, in there. Uh, it's library? Pretty, yeah, it's a, library. It's pretty easy to I'll, I'll get out the of lexicon. Away, take know. the R out of yeah, the middle. It's it a out. library. God, <laughs> dude. 
Can't wait to <laughs> kick you in the nuts. Again, not again. <laughs> uh, so Jesus. what were you saying about Mind Pump Academy? It's I was just celebrating with our audience right now, virtual high five to you all that we have broken ground on the new location. It's a storefront place. We didn't realize that. We were taking over a CrossFit uh, facility. Pretty stoked about that. There is a God. Yeah. Um, well, where we're sharing is they're all they're next door though. They're still there. Well, we're not really sharing. But you know, anymore. you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it but used to be a building. Yeah, yeah. We're and they're this. great people. We love them. Yeah, we love them, but we're infiltrating. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're yeah. pretty much taking yeah. over. We're going to take over all of CrossFit. But so. we mentioned how it would be cool if we do do this uh, nitrous infused coffee that we have a small window for people to come by. And get some. Mm-hmm. I don't know when we'll do that. I don't know when, but that would be fun. But I, I, the construction is what they, we estimate the first uh, first round. So this is obviously what will happen in waves: the demolition and the building of Doug's fucking crazy over the top oh, yeah. studio. Yes, of course, Doug has the coolest part of the entire Doug. place. <laughs> You're in works. there. Try not guys. to jerk off in there, Doug. You yeah, know I mean, I know yeah, it's yeah, going to be I'll exciting. Do my best. We'll, see who, we'll see who does that first in there. Yeah, yeah. Doug's. I'm Shotgun. pretty. Sal. I'm pretty excited for <laughs> Doug's studio that we're building right now. It's going to be pretty neat. It's going to be about three times the size of the location we're in now. It's going to have a green screen in there. Uh, I think he's going to have like a. a Are we going to change the furniture? Maybe. Maybe. This, I think this could now. be lounge. I, don't I want know. a big. We'll I want a big lion chair. Cons- I. I think. Oh, now like- you're into safari theme. Now yeah. I want. That's Ooh. different though. Yeah. Well, I do think that uh, once we uh, get in and situated, that this will eventually move its way out of the. I mean, shit. This is only a year old furniture. It's brand new. I hate to just not use it. I want to use it for something. But I do feel like we are. I'm in a place now where I want my custom mic and I want a custom chair. I don't want. What it do you mean look, custom mic? I want like a. I want it <laughs> rhinestoned out with Get like out some. Of here. That's awesome. Yeah, I want. I want something that looks nothing like yours. Yeah. I want to make my mic individual. So mm-hmm. when we come into a studio, people will go like, "You make yours first, and I'll make mine yeah. after." Okay. I want mine with spikes. I want See, to sure I think everybody should have spikes. custom mine, mics. Mine's gonna be bigger. Teeth and a custom yeah, chair. I, mean, yeah. I don't want you sitting in my chair, and I don't want you talking in my. It's like mic. I'm yelling at something, yelling at me. Just wait till you leave the room. And well, see what happens. Well, when we got down to Ben Greenfield this last <laughs> week, and Doug was pulling the microphones out, it was obvious which one was yours because it smelled like shit, and I did not mm-hmm. want to be talking into it. So <laughs> I think if we. My <laughs> Just, just imagining. All <laughs> 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 this. <sighs> hold on, hold on, dude. I talk a lot. <sighs> hold on, bro. You're the one that breathes like that, not me. Well, notice I breathe like that, but it, my mic still smells fantastic. <sighs> I feel like you're getting a lot of stuff that deep down in the throat that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> just spray, spraying it all over. Oh God, damn it! Here it comes. <gasps> Holy shit! being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from basically Lucas who is under the impression that we think carbs are bad because of our recent episode on diabetes. Mm. And Uh, it's thinking that uh, we have said that you should not eat things like brown rice and quinoa, but you can stick to vegetables and fruits. I'm I'm glad somebody brought this up because Mm. like anything that we ever do, it seems like we put out something or we say something and then 
everybody gets pretty extreme about it. I eat carbohydrates still. I had carbohydrates this morning, the day before, and the day before that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't all from vegetables and fruits. Now, am I striving for a majority of them to come from vegetables and fruits a majority of the time? Absolutely. Um, but you know, quinoa, rice, um, sweet potatoes, and yams, and I mean, there's lots. There's lots of carbohydrates out there that have lots of health benefits. Uh, behind them, and I don't think that we're telling people they should stay away from. But I think there, in general, there's a huge problem with carbohydrates. I don't think that. I mean, maybe Sal. Sal's probably the only one out of all of us that avoids carbs at all costs. But you can tell too; he has a miserable life in comparison to Justin and I. So <laughs> <laughs> there's there's give and take, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, no, I right. I mean, th- at least I don't think. I mean, Sal, we're, since you're probably the most extreme on this, how do you feel? I mean, about. Well, carbs carbs aren't bad. It's the overconsumption of carbs that's bad. Uh, right. The over overconsuming carbohydrates, especially the wrong kind of carbohydrates, which is very easy to do. Is, I was just going to say, and what what determines whether or not you're overconsuming carbs? It's very it's quite individual. Carbohydrates, really, if you want to think of carbohydrates, they should kind of you know mirror your health and your activity level. And most people aren't active, so most people. Don't shouldn't eat that many carbohydrates, and they're mm-hmm. very easy to overeat. They they stimulate appetite. They're found in everything, and most packaged processed foods, especially foods that have long shelf life, are very high in carbohydrates. Even you know bars that you'll buy, like oh this is a good protein bar, and you look on there, and it's going to have some sugar or sugar alcohols at least or carbohydrates. So they're not bad for you at all. You just want to eat the right amount and be wary of over-consuming carbohydrates. Now, I will, to, just to be clear, we've been told or taught that carbohydrates are should be the most important macronutrient. Yeah. Uh, in other words, most of your plate should be carbohydrates. Which or, I think that was the main the main message we were trying to get across, right? right? Wouldn't right. you agree? Well, that's that why that's- we got so fired up about it because it, it, it completely flips it upside down. So I, I think as far as the priorities are concerned, that should be a low man in the totem pole. So, Thank you. you know, as far like, it's not that it's the, the demon that like, you can't ever experience it. You can't ever have any flexibility in your life as far as like, uh, introducing carbs back in your diet and all that. It's just a matter of like, can you go without them? Can you, can you live in a way where you strive to like, uh, eat with healthier patterns and then, you know, realize what it is. Like you can't just deny the fact that there's a healthier way to eat but at the same time you know i i'm not going to be like like super like stringent and strict that like all the way forward with it well look at if you look at your your macronutrients your proteins fats and carbohydrates it makes sense that you would put more focus on the essential ones in other words the ones that your body needs in order to survive because it, it can't produce certain amino acids. There's essential amino acids and they're essential because your body can't make them. If you don't get enough of these essential amino acids, you die. And there's essential fatty acids that your body can't make. In other words, if you don't get these essential fatty acids, you will get sick and possibly die. But carbohydrates are not essential. And so carbohydrates should not be your priority when seeking out uh, macronutrients for food. Um, and, uh, again, uh, it's really the overconsumption that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And also consider that, uh, you know, you could be perfectly or seem perfectly healthy by, you know, Western medicine, sta- medicine standards where you get your blood tests and they find that everything comes out okay and you're not overweight and you look okay in the mirror and all that kind of stuff, but not realize that you're desensitizing yourself to mm-hmm. carbohydrates because you eat so many of them all the time. 
and over the years, over the decades, that can turn into uh, insulin resistance, um, which which we're finding to be root cause of a lot of different types of diseases. Well, it's like how good like how good is your process of assimilating like these nutrients? You know, is there a way that you can improve that? And so, like by you know r- taking some of the carbohydrates out of the diet for a while, and if you're able to assimilate them better, you know that's like. You know, like taking protein out for a little bit. It's like this this whole undulating effect. You know, it's not like carbs are, are super demon. It's just like, are you using them efficiently? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you're finding now uh, a lot of the forward thinking health and longevity experts and athletes who are now starting to play with carbohydrates a little bit more. It used to be kind of a fringe thing. You know, bodybuilders did it because it they got lean doing it and. <clears throat> Um, but really if you, if you manipulate your carbs and eliminate sugar, eat them from whole natural sources, um, make fats and proteins, your, uh, in that order, um, your, your priorities, you're going to be okay. Do you need to avoid carbohydrates? No. Ketogenic diet's pretty extreme. I don't, I don't think that's the, the healthiest diet either. I think for certain conditions it can be great. Um, so it's not like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're giving one specific, you know, way to eat and say that's the way to do it. But when it comes to carbohydrates, uh, it's the overconsumption. So, mm-hmm. it's, what it, and it's easy to. What did someone just re- someone recently uh, message you about pseudoscience, and and they got really frustrated with our episode that oh, we just recently right. yeah. recently aired. What it was? They were because we because we had done that episode, and we had talked about how um, you know insulin resistance is you know usually caused by the overconsumption of carbohydrates. Um, he said, well, there's, there's science showing that consuming too many fats can do that or too many proteins. And yes, uh, this is, this is all true. There's the body can become insulin resistant through a variety of different ways. However, the majority of the time it's because of carbohydrates. I mean, carbohydrates spike insulin more than protein does and, uh, definitely more than fats do. And that constant spiking of insulin, that constant exposure to high levels of insulin, are is the easiest way to get your body to stop listening to insulin just well, like anything and that argument that argument to me is so dead because it's like okay yes that's true and there there is science that supports that but okay and this comes back to um you know how we always talk from experience and the thousands of clients that we've trained i'll take two clients okay and i and try you can test this yourself try and eat three to five thousand calories of fat and yeah. protein and then try and eat three to five thousand calories of carbohydrates and tell me which one's easier for you to do just look at the market options just look yeah. at like going to the grocery store what are your options it is so hard to eat that much fat and carbohydrates yeah, it's, it's amazing it's your body your body you'll be full you won't you won't carbs though oh man easily you can creep up you know how quick easy it is to eat a bag of skittles or a bag of chips uh, or drink a, it yeah please. exactly or drink yeah, a, a drink all that a shit. 60 ounce you know soda right now i mean and it, it's not uh, very satiating carbohydrates are not very exactly that's what i'm saying and, in, yeah. and if anything it, it spikes the insulin blood sugar and just causing you to be hungry for more where the opposite happens when you eat something that's very high in fat well, or in protein. I mean, so. look, bottom line, you look at the obesity ad- epidemic um, and when it really started taking off was exactly when the gu- government guidelines changed and told Americans to avoid fat mm-hmm. and to eat more grains and carbohydrates. It's perfectly matched up. Now, Americans also became less active during that same period of time. However, it doesn't add up. If you add up the activity, the inactivity, and you try to do the math, it doesn't add up at all. Um, and then the explosion of diabetes and, and you know, all these other, you know, related chronic diseases that, that are related to diet 
really exploded after Americans reduced their fat intake and, and increased their carbohydrate and sugar intake. Sugar it has, intake exploded over that period of time. Mm. And people don't realize like food makers, especially processed food makers, uh, their goal, number one, is to make a food that's palatable. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not to make a healthy food. In fact, even your health food companies, if I'm a health food company and I'm coming out with a snack that's good for you, Number one, where I'm spending most of my money on research and development is to make it taste good. Taste and look and market. So we'll start with something that- addictive. Right. We'll start with something that tastes good, and then I'll try and make it healthy. It's never the other way around. And when you reduce fat, when you cut fat out of processed foods because people are under the impression that fat's bad for you, they got to replace it with something else that makes it taste good. Because fat tastes good. And that's sugar. Yeah. And they'll replace things with sugar. So low fat almost always means- Higher in sugar. Well, and then now what do they do? Because we've got all this science with zero calorie type sweeteners. Everything's sweetened up with artificial stuff. So even your healthy bars and shakes that are all processed are loaded full of this stuff. So they taste better. I want to don't result that don't show a ton of calorie. Right. And I want people to realize like your taste preferences uh, will change. So at first, if you're used to eating this diet that's high in processed foods and and sugar and you know you artificially sweet everything you know sweeten everything and then you go and you start to remove that at first your food will taste it won't taste as good yeah. you might not it might be more bland you can be like this sucks i can't eat like this Does all the time more more like your gut bacteria like craving that that type of a- so many different things i mean gut flora changes that'll change your, your you know how you crave foods the receptors that receive the information from the food that you eat mm. start to change i mean if i eat lots of sugar all the time Fruit is not nearly as sweet as if I avoid sugar all the time and then I eat a piece of fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has to do with the way the brain receives the information and and perceives it. But as you change your diet, you'll find that your preferences for foods will start to to change. I mean, look, I I was just on the road for about 11 days, okay? And so I ate most of my meals out. Now, I always try to make healthier options. However, eating out is never going to be as good as when you prepare your own food. Um, You know, I found myself the craving home food. Like I started craving, like I need more vegetables. I need more of the things that make me, you know, that are good for me. And that's because uh, I've gotten to the point now where my body craves those things and I enjoy the taste of them. Yeah. And so if you give yourself some time and you do it the right way and you do it in a way that you're, you're, you're going for health rather than weight loss or, or, you know, other physical goals, you'll find after time that you'll start your, your preferences will start to change. It'll be easier to eat healthy, not harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sir Brian Clegane is asking, are there ways to modify exercises if you have a limb that is slightly less, has slightly less range of motion than its counterpart? I don't, is that the whole question? I don't read any of this. Uh, was there more to it? Like, I think there's more. Oh, to that. I just, he put an example in there about his knee. One of them uh, could fully extend where the other didn't really have the mm-hmm. same capacity. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just thinking as far as like, you know, unilateral training and stuff like that and the importance of that. Yeah. I thought we could, you know, we might be able to go into that in further well, detail. I want to, I definitely want to point one, uh, it seems obvious, but the, I don't want to skim over this because I catch people doing this. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a um, strength discrepancy or a range of motion discrepancy in, in one or the other, the idea is to get the one that is weaker or limited in range of motion caught up to the other one and not to continue to progress the opposite one. So what I mean by that is like, so I've seen this before where someone's like, oh, my right shoulder really bothers me. So they're like shoulder pressing with their left shoulder and not doing anything with their right shoulder or 
they're pressing 50 pounds with their left and then they go to the right and they're only doing 25 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not ideal. You want to try and, and catch them up. So, you know, I'm always going to start with my weaker, less dominant, less range of motion side, like Justin's saying, training unilaterally. So starting with that side that is limited and trying to progress it and then I'm going to mirror whatever I can do uh, with that side, with the other side, so I so I give it time to kind of catch up and even out. Well, I think it depends what the, what the reasoning behind uh, the limited know, range of motion. Yeah, because if yeah. he can't extend his knee all the way because there's something in the joint, because um, I've had clients like that. Uh, I've had more actually. I've had quite a few with elbow issues. Yeah, do we know? Can we, can we read yes, the, is, let's is it? Do it. I, is I was it, paraphrasing. So. Well, because you know, that that does matter. Like, do, I mean, Sal's right. If it's something that he mechanically will never be able to to work on, versus yeah. he's just got limited because he's tight or he's yeah, he, neurolog- neurological disconnect. Yeah, going if on. it's a muscle issue or a, a function issue, and it has nothing to do with the actual limitations of the joint, then what Adam was saying exactly. I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to you want to bring it up to. To so that it matches its uh, its counterpart. Otherwise, you're gonna have so he's lo- he's lost a few degrees of his natural hyperextension from a surgery. So my lockouts on leg lifts is a little goofy. My left leg fully extends like normally, and then my right leg stops extending slightly sooner. So I almost get a bit of a twist going on. I just want to sure. Um, mm. Okay, so he's, this- gonna, he's gonna he's gonna give himself problems if he doesn't do the following two things. Number one. Lots of unilateral exercise. Uh, so I would do lots of you know leg movements that are one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you do a barbell movement, uh, because you're limited uh, by the joint, in other words, it ain't going to go straighter. There's no, there's no muscle, nothing you can do with your muscle to get that knee to straighten out. Then you want to match the bent knee. You don't want to try and match the straight knee. So what I mean by that is when you come up from your squat all the way, come up to the point where that knee is as straight as it's going to be, and then match it with the other leg. If you do barbell movements, if you don't, like he said in there where he finds that he's twisting and stuff, he's going to develop worse and worse imbalances over time that are going to cause more and more problems. But the the key to that, if there's that big of a difference, is unilateral. Just do your one-legged step-ups, your your toe touches, like do all (coughs) Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm This you know. this reminds me a little bit about uh, I just had a session recently with Dr. Brink and one of my clients. I brought him. Uh, she just had full knee reconstruction and, you know, she could not squat beyond 90 degrees. And, you know, when he first was, was assessing her and she was explaining this to him, he was telling her that, you know, you have a, a brand new knee in there. That that knee should be better than even the, the your other one that you have right now. It should be able to go through full range. Now you've lost connection there, and and because mm-hmm. you've had an injury, and then you were in surgery, and then you were limited. You limited that range of motion, so we've lost this neurological connection to take you through that full range of motion naturally yourself. But it's still there. Like and he gave her an ex- he laid her down. So this is a this is a good question or a good test for yourself. Can you take your leg through folks and without like w- by passively doing it? So taking your other hand and moving yourself into full extension is is that ability there? Like, do you have that ability to move? It's just not. Yeah, that would demonstrate that the joint can actually go through full range of motion. Right. And it's just that you can't do it yourself. The limiting factor is that you have no connectivity to that. Right. So yeah. that's a that's a big thing you need to find out because if it if it's if the joint is still got full range of motion, you just don't have the the muscular connectivity to take it through full range of motion. There's di- there's a different focus here, and that's where you know, really working on this mobility factor on that side. Well, and this too, like, I mean, this whole question for me, it's, it, it, 
it highlights kind of an issue with with people and working out and like the focus of it and um, the efficiency and, and the like what you're really trying to accomplish because if it's just that I'm trying to get through a workout and I'm always trying to just stay in quote unquote shape um, th- these types of things like come up and people just well you know I guess I'll just kind of squat around it or I'll do something around it and I'll just keep working on this and I'm I'm really reinforcing these bad patterns over and over again, and it's never getting addressed. And so if I don't take the time to unilaterally train and and build it back up and get proper extension out of that knee, you know, to match the other knee, um, you know, you're, you're not going to experience going forward. The, the progress going forward is never going to be what it could be. And a lot of people have a hard time with that because, yeah, you might lose some gains then on your other leg if you're really focused on uh, building and developing that other leg to, you know, meet and match that. So now I have a balanced uh, a deadlift or a balanced squat, you know, and they're both contributing, you know, at, at, the, at the level that they should. Well, at the end of the day, if it truly is his joint that's limited, and so there's nothing he can do to do, to fix it, or or what I mean is, uh, he, there's nothing you do to full extend his knee because it's the joint. Um, then you're already have an imbalance. Uh, so you need to understand and accept that there's an imbalance already present. Mm-hmm. If you don't train properly, that is going to be a big problem for you later on. If yeah. you train properly, we're talking injury, it, right? If you if you train properly, focus on the lateral stuff, focus on the balance exercises. It'll remain to be a, a minor imbalance because that imbalance is always going to be there. Because you're you, going to walk, you're going to be doing all kinds of stuff with you one have knee. preference as far as your movement patterns. Yeah, but yeah. if but if you train properly, it, it should remain a small imbalance. If you don't, that small imbalance will over time turn into one that can affect uh, well, all, all kinds of. Just problems. out of curiosity, what would make you think there's even anything wrong with the joint? If it's you know he had a, mm. he says my right knee has lost a few degrees of its nat- natural hyperextension from a surgery. So my lockout on my so, what kind of surgery would he have done that would limit his joint that you can think of? Uh, I don't know. Because if you had any sort of orthoscopic type of MCL, ACL, PCL type of surgery, was it just the the time period of inactivity? That's what I. That, yeah. that's, no, that's a good the loss question. of that's, neuro I mean, connectivity. That's a that's a great question. Reading. Yeah. That's why I went the direction I went when I read it because I don't feel like he. I mean, if you said you broke your fucking patella, right? You know, or you shattered your tibia or something is your femur or something has happened to your bone. Major mechanical piece was, was, you know, broken. Exactly. If something like that has happened, that is no longer will ever allow him to move that joint through floor range. But then I can understand where you're kind of coming from. But to me, this is very common. What happens to people when they have knee surgery is they, they hit something, they put a cadaver in there or they, they just completely cut off the MCL, whatever that. And because of that, during that time that they were injured down in surgery, which sometimes is months, they have limited their range of motion due to the injury, mm-hmm. and they stop sending this this connection that allows them to take that muscle through full range of motion. And really, it's just a connectivity thing that they need to reestablish and get there. And it's less of like your joint doesn't move through that full range of motion. So mm-hmm. I think this is a, a an important assessment. And that's actually more com- far more common. Yeah, than, that's, than the joint actually being. Yes, I, that's why I wanted you. I was curious to where you were going with that. That like maybe you read into that differently than I did because I don't see. Um, you know, unless he's got more information, which this always helps, by the way, when you guys tell us uh, full information on why, you know, you don't, you know, have that, you know, what surgery it was that you had, because mm-hmm. that could tell us a lot that, OK, well, obviously he's 
limited because he doesn't have that anymore to do that. But if it was just like a, a basic tear and orthoscopic surgery that's happened in the knee, I mean, more often than not with me, not more, 99% of the time with my clients, it's just they've they've lost that connectivity and they've got to reestablish that. Glenn SBT is wanting to know how you guys make the most of your time during rest periods. Oh, you mean like rest <laughs> periods between sets? This between is, yeah. sets, yes. This is a good question. It is a good question. Because people don't consider rest periods to be part of the workout. Right. Of all the of all they the get antsy pantsy. Yeah, yeah. Of all the factors that go into uh programming your routine, rest periods is one of the it's one of them. It's one of the more important ones. It's a it's a piece, um, it's a cog in the in the you know, the the, the machine. And uh, your you need to treat your rest periods like you treat your work sets mm-hmm. in the sense that it's part of your programming. So if you're resting for one and a half minutes, that's what you're doing. If you're resting for two minutes, that's what you're doing. If it's a 30-second rest, that's what you're doing. If you're condition, you know, you're training for conditioning, mm-hmm. then there's there may be things that you're doing um, in your rest in your quote unquote rest periods that help with conditioning. But other than that, it's like it's not a waste of time. You know, sit, just sitting there and resting is part of your workout. Yes. And it's a very important oh part of your God. workout. Yeah, please. Yeah, you know, so let's hammer this. Yeah, I mean, because you see people like, oh, I don't like to rest. I like to like, you know, in between squats, I'll do sit ups or jumping jacks. I'll, I'll, I'll or grab the rubber band and I'll start doing rows in between my rows with the barbell. Yeah, and and all they're doing in reality, I mean, okay, let's let's back up. You want to build strength. Let's just focus on that for a second. You're lifting weights. You want to build strength. You want to rest to allow your body to rebuild its store of ATP mm-hmm. so that you can lift heavy again. ATP is a, is a type of muscle energy that is used for explosive movements. And resting in between sets allows you to replenish ATP so that when you go lift again, you're training anaerobically. You're training uh, the muscles with that type of energy. If I very don't rest- Very important point. Very important, because if I don't rest in between- you're now aerobic. Now I'm aerobic. If yeah. I go from one exercise to another- I'm no longer training that anaerobic. You're doing, you're doing cardio with weights. That's it. May as well get on the stairmaster. Yeah, your That's body it. doesn't give a shit. Do the ballerina. It feels moves. like it's not as hard. It's a different adaptation you're seeking. Right. So you have to trust in that fact alone and do the protocol and sit on your ass and then lift hard when you need to lift hard. This exactly. this is uh, dear to me because I feel like I deal with a lot of. Pe- I have a lot of people around me that love circuit classes and love that way of training and then to take that personality out of that and teach them how to program design correctly is like fucking nails on the chalkboard for some of them it's so hard for me to get this through their head that listen when we when you tell we tell you 90 seconds of rest period look at it this way your fitness journey of getting healthy and fit and in shape whether it be a build a bunch of muscle burn a bunch of fat no matter what it is it's a fucking journey and it's a long journey and during this journey there's going to be hills there's going to be some downhill parts. There's going to be some walking flat ground. There's going to be some parts you got to fucking run up a hill. All these different, all throughout the whole journey. So guess what? When you hit a, a part of your program that tells you to rest for 90 seconds, fucking enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy that shit yeah. while it lasts. Yeah. Because there there will be times for, for, different, for different focuses and different adaptations where we will ask you to shorter rest periods or superset exercises or like in maps green where we go through a durability phase where you're just high intensity there is a place for that but there is not a place for that all the fucking time not for maximum results and the other thing is if those 90 second rest periods really seem that easy or that they're just so long for you to get your next second your working sets are pretty weak sauce 
Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, man, after I do a heavy set of squatting or deadlifting, those 90 seconds couldn't be any faster. I'm like, fuck. Oh, you just feel fried. I want two minutes or yeah. I want three minutes in between because you got you put everything into that set. So, well, and the quicker you jump into it, if you're cutting your rest by like 20 seconds sometimes, right? And I'm jumping back in this heavy set. Think about those last two reps you could have got if you just would have sat on your ass and, and gone with the protocol. Right, and think about it this way: like again, you know, when you're when you're using resistance and you're training with barbells, dumbbells, and weights, and you're trying to build muscle and strength, which is what weights do. Uh, it's what they do best. So yes, you can condition with weights and you can do cardio with weights, but what they do best is they build muscle and strength. So that's that should be the majority of the stuff you do with weights. When you're resting, you're resting because uh, it's a skill. And I cannot perform my skill properly if there I'm fatigued. Very so you don't point. want yep. fatigue to get in the way of perf- uh, of doing that perfect set, that really good tense. Uh, you know what, what I mean by tense is that tension set mm-hmm. where I'm getting in my squat and I'm grinding through, and I did eight reps on this set, and the next one I could pro- I might be able to do eight reps again. Uh, because I rested properly versus going after the, the constant, you know, need for that type of fatigue, that type mm-hmm. of endurance type of fatigue, which is okay if you're training for that, for that particular type of fatigue, if you're training for that type of adaptation. But if right. you're like most people, you're lifting weights because, and, and doing cardio because you want to get lean and you want to build muscle and you want to, and, you know, amplify your metabolism. Um, then use weights what they're, what, what they're used best for, which is to build muscle. And the best way to do that is to rest between 30 seconds to 90 seconds, typically, mm-hmm. between sets, depending on what type of ad- adaptation you're training for. Yeah, there, there's a purpose for all of it. I, th- I feel like this question becomes uh, more popular through people that have like really just started one of our programs, and maybe that's where they decided to step in, which I also get this like with somebody who uh, decided to buy black first. Like This has happened a lot, where someone uh, buys Maps Black first, and they love it. And I'm like, well, here's the thing you got to be careful of. Part of the reason why you love it is because it's closer to how you train. Right. And you you relate to it and you enjoy it because it's high intensity. It's lots of volume. In reality, probably going through maps red or green, with is a di- which is a different adaptation, is probably going to benefit your body more. And I think that's the, 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 the most important note to this. Like, is there magic at 90 seconds versus 30 seconds versus three minutes? No, there's not magic. Probably what's going to benefit you the most is the opposite of what you've been doing, right? So, and putting more emphasis on that. So, if I've been doing, if I've been training super low rest periods, or if I was somebody who just came out of one of those type of classes or programs that is, you know, no rest, circuit, 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 well, probably the most beneficial thing would be going to the opposite extreme, long rest periods where I'm lifting very heavy, I'm letting my body fully recover, and I do that. Now, if you're somebody who's a power lifter who has been resting for three minutes, in between sets and that's all you've been doing is lifting super heavy with long rest periods in between now we superset exactly you know? the, the probably the most benef- benefits you're going to see is the opposite extremes because your body is so adapted to that so i think that for someone who's not following one of our programs the biggest takeaway from this is that is learning that you know those rest those rest periods there is a time and place for those rest should be rest you're not supposed to be trying to be actively doing something in between it or you're kind of defeating the whole purpose of what's called a rest period Diary of a Fit Guy. If you could change change one thing about corporate gyms, what would it be? Uh, allow chalk. <laughs> that really gets on my nerves, man. That you can't use chalk. chalk I know why. And letting the weights. Hit I was going to say that's platform. a hard. That's a hard thing to say. I know. It's as because much as it I makes agree. a mess, you know, it makes a mess or whatever. So that, I mean, that's my personal one. Um, don't uh, the whole like don't like make too much noise with the weights. Yeah. It's kind of silly. 
Although cut down on all the cardio equipment. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Cut that in half. You know what? I mean, you got to you got to understand that these corporate gyms, they just follow the market. Yeah. And the market is starting to shift because I'm seeing gyms put more cages and have rubber plates mm-hmm. and have platforms. I never saw that ever anywhere right. before. I'm talking any gym I ever went to before. None of them had rubber plates and platforms. Yeah. One, actually one, and that was a weightlifting room in the back of a Gold's gym that I went to years ago. Yeah. But the market's starting to change a little bit. Um, the the rows and rows and rows of cardio, I think, like Justin said, like, all right, that's enough uh, that's now. Just, yeah, it's yeah, irritating. Nobody needs that many. Waste tr- of space. Nobody needs that much yeah, cardio. Well, you know, it's hard to say something to like a general question like that because I, I feel like they're not all the same. You know, there's a lot of... There's a big difference between 24-hour fitness and Gold's Gym, and they both would be considered corporate gyms if you were to, or mm-hmm. a, or a, you know, um, what's the purple Franchise one we talk, talk shit about? Oh, Curve. Planet, Planet, Fitness. Planet oh, Fitness. Fitness. You know, there's another one that's a corporate gym. And they're all, and I have something I would change about each and every one of those, but different, you know, because they they're different corporate gyms. So a general. Yeah, you got to be specific which ones. So yeah, blanket them. blanket yeah. statement of you know <laughs> what would what was one thing that I would change about it. You know what I always wanted to do was like some sort of like profit sharing or like ownership of the club. I I think that just like we've talked about this a little bit. And I don't want to get political, but you know how. <laughs> Voting, voting for our, our president when you have, you know, you contribute nothing to our country, you know, whether it be paying for taxes or, or work or what kind of person you are in society. I feel the same way about gym memberships like, you know, your your membership should like be dictated. Do you take care of your shit? Do you clean up your weights? Do you are you somebody who does this? And then based off of that, there's like some sort of like sliding scale or we talked about we talked about an all green gym one time where. You know all the all the equipment and machines like a and, farm. Well, would have like um, like how much you move the weight and stuff like that. You would produce reproduce energy back into the gym, oh, like yeah, an all yeah, green yeah. gym. So if you're on a treadmill and you were running on a treadmill, like you think they have one of those in Oregon. So. You're generating you're <laughs> generating energy, right? Every time you press weights, you're generating energy that gets goes back into the gym, and based off how much energy you put back into the gym would discount yeah. your membership. I think sounds was, like a good idea. But <laughs> never worked. No, I, I, I don't mean, say never. There's a possibility that's you in know, the future. I, I, I mean. I mean, Justin and I might build yeah, that. Here's, we'll build it. here's the thing: like the the the, the average corporate gym um, is in this type of model, high volume, low dollar. So they want to charge a low amount, and they want to get a lot of people to join. But there's one more piece of this puzzle: they don't actually want you to be in there all the time. That's right, yeah. because if everybody showed up uh, and used the gym be a four hazard. or five days a week, <laughs> they wouldn't have enough space. Yeah, they literally would not have enough space. And a gym like 24 Fitness or even Planet Fitness, you know, these places charging $15 a month. And you think to yourself, like, God, how can they maintain this 30-something thousand square foot facility when everybody's paying $15 a month? It's because they have a shit ton of members. (laughs) And then you go in the gym. And honest to God, those gyms are busy only for three, four hours of the day, maybe. The rest of the time, it's dead. I mean, I manage gyms for years. Mm -hmm. And there's almost nobody in there most of the time. There's prime time. And then other, aside from prime time, prime time, the gym is dead. Where are all the people that are paying money for this gym? Eating not, Cheetos. Yeah, not using it. And so that's the model um, that, they, that, they're, that they build themselves around. And so what they have in the gyms is not designed for the people who really work out. It's really designed to sell memberships. Mm. Okay, so think of it that way. So if, so if I'm building a gym for people who work out, it's going to look very different than if I build a gym to just get people to come in and take a tour 
and buy a membership. What am I going to put in that gym if I just want to sell memberships and don't really care about people working out? Lots of cardio. Mm -hmm. Just like we said, people walk walk into a gym, never used equipment before, but cardio looks pretty easy. And, oh, I move my arms and legs on that machine. I don't need to do anything else. Put a shit ton of cardio. What else sells lots of gym memberships? Not cages and free weights. Machines, machines because machines look easy and when i'm giving machine you a, circuits yeah and when i'm giving you a tour of the gym i can show you all, every machine has a picture on it showing there you is what it. i would change okay that's a good okay that would be cool um and of course it's hard because you just like you said it's uh they'd have to change their whole model you yeah, yeah. we, we would change their model and it wouldn't appeal to the the, the well, masses. i feel like they already have sort of been changing that that's why this is a hard question because even a 24-hour fitness or like a Bally's, I don't even know of any Bally's that exist anymore, but like a lot of those like LA Fitness and all these, they've had to change based off of trends. And so you start seeing, you know, them clearing space out and making more weight accessible places. They've added more trainers in. And uh, I don't know, I feel like, you know, they they sort of have to evolve based off of the market. However, Mm. you know, a lot of times it's a gimmick or it's like they're highlighting one thing. Well, 24 finishes sell you on it. Just did it recently. Like I showed you, I think I told you guys, neither one of you, I think have been at, you know, our old gym, Santa Teresa and mm-hmm. Cottle has actually got, they like just threw this little grassy field in the middle mm-hmm. of it, you know, right. because they know that, you know, and it's got a bunch of tires and ropes and it's really, got, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what's driving that, right? Huh? You know what caused all that? What CrossFit did, dude. Yep. CrossFit, oh, cross, the market pressures from CrossFit and CrossFit type gyms and social 100%. media has now made people want to see that in their gym. Yeah. And so, so it's starting to happen in these big corporate facilities. I would love to see you, you where I was starting to go with what you were talking about with all the gym, gyms and cardio and stuff. I would love to see a gym with like hardly any of that, like no equipment, no, I mean, no like machines, hardly, maybe a free motion machine, maybe two or three of them in the entire gym. And then just like, ungodly amounts of dumbbells and barbells yeah. and, and just yeah. like just rows ra- yeah like 50,000 yeah. square feet of like area air, squat racks all the walls are squat racks yes yeah. all and then everything in the middle is all like dumbbells, dumbbells yeah, and dumbbell barbells. racks yeah. and barbells and like That'd kettlebells and just like that type of stuff to where there's literally you everything you're and then it's just like grassy field and like rubber padding and stuff where you can be doing floor work. You know what's so funny is I bet you I wonder how well that would do. Serious people would I, go there well, for I, sure. Yeah, but you might just sell a lot of memberships too though. I, I wonder how well that would do. Like if we opened a gym like that that had that kind of look to it. Have you guys ever seen a picture of an old gymnasium like the first gyms? Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen them? That's yeah. what they look like. They, they were like big open space. Hanging ropes and they had, then they had like a, a, a ladders and yeah, stuff. Yeah, ladders, rings, ropes, and then they had like barbells and dumbbells and kettlebells and stuff just like on the just floor. All, all in stations. Yeah. All in stations. Yeah, that's what old I wonder if that would do well now. That'd be interesting. That would be well, cool. I mean, old time gym. After looking at I mean, uh Dr. Brink was sending us uh text messages this weekend of pictures of the Onnit Academy. I didn't know it was that big. I had no idea it was 50,000 oh, square feet. <laughs> yeah. But I'd have to it's say, if we were to build a gym, like this is what it would look like. It, that is probably, I mean, give, granted, we'd probably change some like maybe kickboxing type stuff that they had in there for like Sal's arm wrestling machine or like some things. Yeah. Like, for sure. Of course, we'd have some different shit like that. But for the most part, I mean, the the way Virtual they- Virtual reality uh, fitness room for me. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, they porn. have definitely designed- and porn. Uh, probably really close to what we envision as the mind pump uh, fantasy factory, right? Like, I really think that's probably the closest thing to it. So the Onnit Academy, and that's the one, and that's in Texas, right? That's the Texas, mm-hmm. uh, what's a day? Uh, Austin. 
No, no, uh, who's, uh, Joe DeFranco. Joe DeFranco. The Joe DeFranco Audit Academy is pretty legit yeah. in Texas. So that's probably give you an idea of what I'd like to see. Yeah, I think uh, the future of gyms is not big corporate gyms anyway. The future is of these smaller, these small boxes that are more. Well, we, uh, more specific. That's going to keep going in that direction, we, you know. We know from managing gyms for many years too. People don't realize this, but the big fifty to hundred thousand square footers aren't the big money makers. Your your sweet no. spot for gyms was eight to fifteen thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the, the your best you know dollar per you square foot. Much more out mm-hmm. of that. So, well, it's the it's the big the big boxes were just were were there to sell memberships for all the gyms, right? You, yeah. you want to have your big, you know, got everything gym. But yeah, those smaller ones when you looked at the profitability. On a you know store by store basis, it was those smaller ones that that did much better. So, yep. Uh, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we choose your review, you will win a free Mind Pump T shirt. We'll send it right to you. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. And also, don't forget to visit mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.